This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome to Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Angie Bassuni. Great customer service is the holy grail of sales. When customers feel satisfied, they spend more money, and they're more likely to come back. Happy customers write positive reviews online, and they share their experiences through word of mouth. But great customer service is also really hard. Shoppers complain that sales associates aren't listening to them or they're just going through the motions. There is a simple and cost-effective way to fix that, and Wharton Marketing Professor Jonah Berger has new research that shows us how. It's all about communication. He found that when sales agents use concrete language, they make customers feel seen, heard, and valued. His paper is titled, How Concrete Language Shapes Customer Satisfaction. It was published earlier this year in the Journal of Consumer Research. Jonah, thanks for joining me. It's really great to speak with you again. Thanks so much for having me back. Let's talk about this study. Your co-author was Grant Packard, who's a marketing professor at York University in Toronto. And together, the two of you analyzed more than a thousand customer service interactions that were either recorded phone calls or written correspondence. What were you two looking for and what did you find? You know, this paper actually started with a a little bit of a story. So um, I was, uh, a number of years ago, I was on my way to an airport um, uh, to catch a flight. um, And, you know, right on the way there, I get this text message that every traveler dreads saying, you know, your flight has been canceled. Um, And then two minutes later, I get this note saying, hey, but we rebooked you on a, you know, indirect flight tomorrow, 15 hours later with an extra stop along the way. And I was like, oh man, I I really needed to get on this flight. I needed to get home. And so I call customer service and I ask them for help. Uh, We've all had an experience like this, whether with an airline, whether with somebody else. Um, And so I call them and the interaction just does not go well. Um, uh, I ask for some help. They're not very helpful. They're sort of following, feeling like a sheet of normal questions. Um, And I'm really, really frustrated. And I get off this call and the flight question's not solved. And I'm sort of fuming. And the the driver very nicely, the Uber driver says, oh, you know, you sound like you're upset. And I say, yeah, you know, I just called customer service. Um, I'm pissed, but it's got to be so difficult to be a customer service agent. You know, you get yelled Mm -hmm. at all day by people that are upset. Um, It must be a tough job. And he goes, actually, you know, my daughter is a customer service agent and she was so good at it that they promoted her to helping other people be better. And and I sat there and I said, wow, be better. I mean, you know, beyond like giving me a free credit or something, how can you be better? And, And I started to wonder, well, what might you be able to do besides giving people stuff what might you be able to do to be better? And so um, uh, Grant and I have worked on a number of papers together. He's an expert on language. I've done a bunch of work recently on natural language processing. Mm -hmm. And so what we wondered very simply is, well, beyond what these agents give uh, customers, could the language they use, the words, and in other papers we've done sort of paralanguage, but the way they talk, the way they communicate, make those interactions better. And so that's really the broad question that we we started with. Could, Could simply the words make customers more satisfied? And did you find that that was the case? We, first of all, we did. Um, so uh, we, we, we didn't know what we were looking for when we started, but we started analyzing the language. And, and we found something uh, surprising that we didn't think about in advance, but ended up being true across a number of data sets, which is that a certain type of language uh, improves customer satisfaction. And it doesn't, it doesn't just make people happier, because that's good, right? Customers mm-hmm. are more satisfied, but it even causes them to be more likely to come back and buy more uh, in, in the future. Um, and this linguistic feature is called concreteness, basically how concrete... Uh, the languages that people use. Sometimes we speak in a more abstract way, um, and sometimes we speak in a more concrete way. And and we found speaking more concretely, using more concrete languages in a variety of types of customer service or sales interactions can not only make the customer satisfied, but make them more likely to buy in the future. 
Well, let's let's talk about what concrete language is. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, what, what I love about studying concrete language is it's not very concrete to begin with. Right. right? So, so the, the idea of something being concrete is you can see it, touch it, or feel it. You can experience it, right? When I talk about being in a car on the way to the airport, you can picture that in your mind. You can see a person in a backseat of a car being on the phone, sort of yelling at the customer service representative. You get a sense of what that might look like. Mm-hmm. When I talk about concrete language, that's a pretty abstract thing. Um, and the same thing goes for customer service calls, right? Uh, or sales interactions. A uh, customer service agent could say, you know, you ask them for help in a, in a store and they could say, hey, I'll go look for that. I'll go look for that top. I'll go mm-hmm. look for that t-shirt in gray. Um, someone responding to an inquiry about a delivery, you know, when will my package arrive? Uh, the customer service they say it'll, it'll arrive there soon. They'll say it could arrive at your place. It could arrive at your door. In all cases, things like door, for example, things like that t-shirt in gray, we have a sense of what that t-shirt in gray looks like. When you say the word that, I don't have a picture in my mind of what that is. I don't have a picture in my mind of arriving there. I can imagine my doorstep. I have a sense of what that looks like. Even words like refund versus money. Mm-hmm. I have a sense of what money is. Refund is a, is a bit more abstract. And so in all these cases, the latter versions are more concrete. It's either a physical object. It's something people can see, experience, touch, or have a sense of, can imagine in their mind. Um, and that concreteness increases customer satisfaction. So it's this idea of precision and exactness. So in in journalism, we call it uh, show them, don't tell them. So the idea is that you create this visual in their mind, and that has the effect of making people feel like, oh, this person's really listening to me. They're, They're paying attention to my needs. Yeah, and, and this was actually a, a sort of a, a side benefit of, of working with this project, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously many organizations cares about customer service, right? Trillions of dollars spent on customer service, right. trillions of dollars spent on sales and all these things. And so it's clearly relevant to organizations. But whether organizations or individuals, we also have a, a sort of intermediary goal, which is we want to we make people feel like we heard them, right? Whether we're trying to sell something or we're talking to our spouse, you know, people like being listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, they like feeling like others heard them. How can we communicate that we heard what others are saying? And that's actually the reason why concrete language is, is more beneficial. And so a good way to think about it is the following. If you're a customer service agent, it's really easy to say, I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. Every time someone calls, whether they need help with uh, a flight like I had, a bag issue, whether they're calling about needing a t-shirt or pants or shoes, I help with that is sort of the Swiss army knife of answers. It works with everything. And so in that sense, it's really easy from a customer service side. From the customer standpoint though, from their standpoint, if you say, I can help you with that, it feels a little bit boilerplate. It's not clear that you actually heard or listened to what they what they said. And so feeling like someone listened to you is about a couple things. It's one, paying attention. It's two, about mm-hmm. understanding. But three, it's about really showing someone you heard them. And that's what concrete language does, right? When I don't just say, I'll help you with that, but sure, I'll help you get your flight rebooked from Denver to Philadelphia. You know, it shows you that I heard what you said, that I was listening, that I paid attention, and that I'm more likely to be able to help you in the future. And so concreteness works because it makes people feel like you're listening, but feel like you're listening can have a host of other benefits beyond just, for example, customer satisfaction. You know, some of the examples in your paper made me think about my favorite restaurant and their tremendous customer service. And I was thinking about how at the end of the meal, the wait staff will come to you and instead of saying, can I get you anything else? Or are you ready for the check? They'll say, would you like to try our coffee? It's really good. And we have these great desserts. So they're, they're using that more concrete language as opposed to something vague, like what can I do for you now? 
Yeah. And, and even take that a step further, right? Mm-hmm. When I say something like, oh my God, you love our, our mouthwatering apple pie, right. right? Or our, you know, our decadent uh, triple chocolate cake with oozing uh, molten, you know, lava chocolate out the side or whatever you want. Um, uh, you may not be getting hungry because you may not uh, like molten lava chocolate cake, or you may be listening to this at 8am in the morning. And so you're not interested in chocolate <laughs> cake period. Um, but uh, you can see it in your head. Right. right. You have a very concrete sense of what I'm talking about. Whereas I say, as you said, anything else or even dessert, dessert is uh, dessert is less abstract, more concrete than anything else. But that mouthwatering chocolate cake is even more concrete. And so by helping people see what you're saying, it can make them more likely to purchase things. I think chocolate cake is good any time of day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned that American companies do spend a lot of money on training and recruiting customer service employees. That's a trillion dollars a year. So they're already doing this. What can they take from this research to make that training more effective? How can they teach their employees how to talk to customers? You know, what I love about this work is it is so easy to apply. So there, you know, there's a couple tables in the paper that give, you know, simple things that you can do to change the changed language, right? So as we talked about saying things like this, that, and it uh, are very broad, but not very specific. Use more specific language. Um, uh, you know, uh, rather than I can help you with that, what is the thing I'm going to, I want to help you with? And this can happen both in sort of adjectives, pronouns, and nouns, but also adverbs and verbs, right? We talked rather mm-hmm. pie is really good, it's mouthwatering. Uh, good. Rather than we can get that uh, for you, you know, we can grab that for you. Rather than I can solve this task, I can fix that engine uh, issue that you might have. Be more specific. Don't just, uh, uh, not, even if you heard someone, that's great. It's good to hear someone. You're more likely to be able to help them, but show them that you heard them. Signal to them that you heard what they said. And it can be repeating back what they said, but it can mm-hmm. even be more specific and, and showing that you heard and, and you're ready to, to help. One of the things you pointed out, too, in this paper is that doing that is free. It doesn't add to the cost of the training programs that you've already implemented. So that's a really great point for marketers and firms. This is what I think is so cool about it. You know, as a customer, um, I used to think that the only thing that firms could do to make me happy was to give me something of of value. And and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying giving customers something of value is a bad strategy. Customers like getting things of value. Um, By the way, it doesn't necessarily make them feel like you listened, but it did make Mm -hmm. them feel like they got something which might might make them happy. But on the company side, that can be pretty expensive. Right. If every time there's a flight cancellation, you're giving away money or other sorts of things, um, that's going to make customers happy, but that may be expensive. Um, language may be, and in many cases in our research finds, that that can be in some cases similarly effective as giving some of this stuff away. Not always, and it depends on what you're giving away. Obviously, the bigger thing you're giving away, the more happy people will be. Uh, but language can be, particularly in a case where you can't give something away, language can be an opportunity uh, to make them equally satisfied. And, and in cases where it's a sales interaction where you're not giving something away, you don't have the opportunity to just say, you know, here, I'll give you a, a whatever it might be. And so language is a great way to make those things go more effectively as well. Well, I know that you and Grant analyzed online customer service transactions, but I was thinking about online sales. There's been this exponential growth in online shopping, especially in the last 18 months. And you're really going by these descriptions of the products. Should companies be paying closer attention to how they write these descriptions be using more concrete language? Would it benefit that area of sales? Certainly. I mean, what's what's been neat about this um, is we've applied this idea of concrete language since this paper in a variety of, of different domains. So whether mm-hmm. we're talking about online sales interactions and product descriptions, 
whether we're talking about written content online. So you mentioned sort of journalism before. Um, mm -hmm. If articles are written using more concrete language, people are more likely to continue reading them rather than just sort of reading the first paragraph and opting out and going to read something else. They're more likely to go ahead and read the second or the third paragraph because they can understand what's what's going on. Um, even in sort of help pages. So think you go to a, a website and they have help pages uh, to help you solve a problem. More concrete language makes you feel like that page was more helpful because it makes it easier to understand. And so concrete language uh, is almost always, I won't say always, because there's some cases where actually abstract language can be better, but in many situations, concrete language can be a great and relatively easy way um, to uh, improve customer behavior or consumer behavior on a variety of different dimensions. Your research uh, often focuses on these really unique psychological semantic components of marketing. What are you going to be bringing us next? <laughs> uh, you know, great question. All, all, a lot of stuff on language, lots of stuff on language and natural language processing, extracting behavioral insights from textual data. You know, we're doing some other work with customer service calls, uh, actually looking at rather than uh, language, looking at what's called paralanguage or, or pausing. Mm -hmm. So if uh, we have an interaction and I'm talking and I pause for a second, you tend to do what you just did a second ago, which is go, uh-huh, right? Because it's a natural thing to do. You tend to agree with right. someone when, when they're speaking. It's a polite thing to do. What we find is that the more that customer service agents pause in these interactions, the more they give customers an opportunity to do what you just did, which is called an assent, to agree, say, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And, and lots of research shows that assenting, kind of agreeing, improves liking and interactions, right? You said yes, uh-huh, okay, a lot. And so at the end of that interaction, you're like, wow, I said yes, uh-huh, okay, a lot. I must be happier with them or like the interaction better. And so we find higher customer satisfaction for pauses um, in social interaction. And so whether it's the language we're using, whether it's um, sort of uh, paralanguage or other linguistic features, there's lots of interesting things we can extract um, from social interactions to um, improve those interactions and uh, increase uh, beneficial aspects of consumer behavior. Yeah, I think uh, I think it signals engagement when you are you're pausing and saying mm -hmm, yes. So, yeah, uh, it certainly does. And but but notice it signals engagement when you do that. But mm -hmm. also for you as the person who's doing it, it makes you like the speaker much more. Just like if you shook your head yes a bunch of times while someone was talking, you would think you agreed more with what they said because you go, "Wow, I, I did say yes a lot. I must have agreed." I'm doing same, that right now. Yeah, same <laughs> thing, right? If you're going, "Yeah, uh huh, okay, wow, I, I implicitly agreed with a lot of what was said," I must have been been pretty happy with it. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics, language. Uh, if you're interested in more information about language, you can also check out Dr. Berger's book on the language of persuasion. It's called The Catalyst, How to Change Anyone's Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more just like it on our website, where you can also find all our articles on the latest research and business. I'm Angie Bassiani. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.